to JazzCast, the number one podcast for your Utah jazz. Hi everyone, as always, I'm your host Duncan, and boy am I happy to be back, bringing you the latest and greatest of all things jazz. Um, I mean, to start things off, I'm just going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room, um, or in my case, the podcast studio. <laughs> um, so, the question I've been getting a lot is, why haven't we at JazzCast been able to bring our world-class coverage of the team's initial playoff push? Well, unfortunately, we ran into a legal situation with a former member of the JazzCast family, whom our attorneys have advised me not to mention on the show. Um, But I can say this person recovered from their coma, and honestly, I'm not sure we are better off because of it. That being said, after some help from our amazing attorneys, we can now bring you the coverage you know and love at least once a week. So with that boring jibber-jabber out of the way, let's dive right into this series with the Thunder. As we all know, the Jazz have brought it against the Thunder in this first round, playing the nitty-gritty defense we've come to love and passing the ball around to make it impossible to guard the entire team on the court. Led by Rudy Gobert, this team is looking primed to make a huge run into the NBA Finals this year and hopefully win the ultimate prize of the Larry O'Brien Trophy. As they look to close out the series against Oklahoma City, they're going to have to focus on doing what they do best, which is lockdown on defense. Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony have been a handful for the entire league to handle this year, but after at least four games, the Jazz have shown they are up to the task. Fingers crossed that they can get the deal done and we can move on to round two against the Houston Rockets. Speaking of closing out the series, it's now time for our updated segment, The Uniform Lookout, brought to you by Subway. For this segment, I'd like to introduce a new guest to the show, James J. Burkfield. Welcome to the show, James. Heh, thanks. You can call me Jimmy. Awesome. Well, welcome, Jimmy. Happy to have you board on the JazzCast. Why don't you give us some background about yourself and your favorite basketball team? Well, I've been a part of the Jazz family for about as long as I've been a part of my own family, in a way. My father, John Burkfield, that's where the J and James J comes from, by the way was the original general manager of the official Utah Jazz team shop since the team moved in 1979. So I've been around the Jazz basically my whole life. Wow, that's amazing. So you must have tons of great memories watching games. Well, the thing is, we never really watched much basketball. Dad didn't even really care for the sport. He was just an amazing manager who knew how to motivate a sales floor. Instead of watching Stockton to Malone pick and rolls, I saw some amazing replica to authentic jersey upsells by my dad. Oh, uh, that's still pretty cool. You're telling me? I decided to follow in his footsteps and pursue a life in sales, which sent me around the world and I finally ended up back here in the great state of Utah. Cool, cool. So, uh, do you keep up with the team? I mean, I have a friend that tweets about them sometimes. He retweeted a post from this show once, so that's how I found out about it. But if you ask me name a player on the team other than Gordon Hayward... Whoa, 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 hey, uh, sorry to cut you off there, man, but uh, we don't mention that name around here. Why? What what happened? We can discuss that later, but um, how about we just go ahead and get to the uniforms the Jazz will be wearing for the remainder of the series. Okay. All right, folks, well, here it is, the first edition of Jimmy J's Uniform Outlet. The J is for John, you can just say it. All right, all right, cool, so um, here we go. 
Everyone, here is the uh, first edition of Jimmy John's Uniform Outlook, brought to you by Subway. Take it away, Jimmy. Thanks. The Jazz will be wearing their classic road blue uniforms with custom number stitching, and new to this season, the Qualtrock Charity Sponsorship Patch. I'm sure you'll all be cheering at home, shouting our popular chant, Utah, yes! Thanks for that, Jimmy, and uh, thank you to our sponsor, Subway, for bringing us that segment. I'd have to argue it's probably the best preview of what the Jazz will be wearing this show has ever had. And last but certainly not least, it's time for our final segment, the Jazzcast Fan Fiction. These are stories that you, the Utah Jazz fans, send in telling us about fun experiences you've imagined having with the team. Remember that you can submit your stories to jazzcastpodcast at gmail.com. Today's fan fiction was sent in to us by Madeline in Logan, Utah. Thanks, Madeline. Here's her story. It's no mistake that jazz point guard Ricky Rubio is known for his IQ on the court, as it carries over into subjects beyond basketball, such as history, art, science, and pop culture, making him a bar trivia player you definitely want on your team. Luckily for us, that happened to be the case. As always on Tuesday nights, Ricky met up with our team, appropriately named the Spanish Armada, at 8 p.m. at the Green Pig Pub on East 400th Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Each week we took our shot at taking home the weekly grand prize of $50 in Green Pig gift cards. We and the Armada worked well with each other, having members who could cover everything from geography to what Kim Kardashian tweeted about the day prior, but Ricky was far and away the leader of the group with a Wikipedia-esque depth of knowledge. Unfortunately, there was a consistent hurdle between us and Trivia Glory, and that hurdle came in the form of the team comprised of Salt Lake City's hippest restaurant butchers, who went by the team name, There Will Be Blood Sausages. Just like the countless weeks prior, our two teams jockeyed for first place position throughout the night, trading barbs as each round passed with everything coming down to the final question as we were in a deadlock at 50 points apiece. Our hearts collectively racing, the trivia host read out the final question. In what Utah City did famed artist Sheila E. perform the first ever roadshow edition of the Salt Lake City Jazz Fest in 2015? Immediately a hush rained down upon our table. No one jumping at the chance to answer it was such a specific question we figured even Sheila E. wouldn't remember the answer to it. As we looked over at the There Will Be Blood Sausage crew, we saw a collective shaking of heads at a loss for an answer. It was at that moment I turned to Ricky and said, You thinking what I'm thinking? To which he replied, Hey, they don't call us the Utah Jazz for nothing. Ricky then scribbled an answer down on our final sheet of paper, rushed it up to the host, and we patiently waited for the rockin' tones of Bob Seger to come to an end. I think I'm going to Kathmandu That's really, really where I'm going to After all the answers were submitted, the host played, We have ourselves a winner. The only team to provide the correct answer as a matter of fact, which was Sandy City, congratulations goes out to the Spanish Armada. Our table erupted with joy. High fives and hugs pass all around as we finally achieved the team success we had always dreamed about. I looked over and caught a tear coming from the corner of Ricky's eye, and it was at that moment I knew 
Being a member of the Utah Jazz wasn't just a job, it was a way of life. Wow, Madeline, you're going to put a tear in my eye with stories like that. That was amazing. Um, thank you so, so much for that. Wow. Whew. Man, I feel inspired, and hopefully this inspires the team, too, to carry on their playoff success so far. And um, thank you, as always, for listening. And until next time, go Jazz.